Who's a good Vecna? Who's a good Vecna? This week on The Hapless Heroes. Welcome back to the Hapless Heroes Podcast. My name is Dave, and I will be your host and dungeon master for this evening. We are going to get hot, hot, hot. And we're going to start it by uh, introing our cast the same way I always do. Starting on my right with Francesco as the fabulous Felix Fizzlebottom. Just because I'm dying doesn't mean I still don't have a plan. His right. We have John as Lord Jarrell the Light. Don't you quit on me, Felix. You've never quit anything in your life. That is right. We have Nicole as Boris the Butcher. Oh my God. If Vecna's going to be good, does that mean I get to be evil? And to her right, we have Zach as Parada Lincoln Woods. And also, pivotally, Pregnart. I hope I did not underestimate the consequences. Of casting a ninth level spell. <laughs> yeah, so about that. <laughs> Is that a spell that says hope? I hope. I hope that. I don't wish that. And to his right, Mike as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. Always at my service. Last time on the Hapless Heroes. I just wish that Vecna was good. I'm not done with you yet. I'm gonna... I'm gonna... It worked. It's happening. Give me a blindness? Oh, I want... He's becoming good. I... Do you see it? What if you... Are you good? Would you... Wait, I have a question. Would you kill a cat? His mouth somewhat agape as he is starting to look around him and his empty, hollow, undead eye sockets seem somehow to get wider as though his orbital bones are like running away from each other in some sort of shock. What, what have I done? Would you save a cat? I think our problems are a little bigger than a cat. Are you good? Oh, I don't feel so good. You'll forgive me. The frame of reference, man. But... I don't... I don't know, but I'm looking down at himself. I'm not what this is. 
What am I? Well, this time you sound a lot like Nick Cage, I will say. I'm having a good night, okay? Yeah, you are. You're really good. Wait, is that what we spelled it? <laughs> but... Wait, I'm having a good night. I hope so. Are you... Are you good? Um, Jarrell is going to use divine sense. Vecna <laughs> yeah, still like, seems a little disoriented. His undead hands in his undead self and his, you know, damn near destruction of the entire universe. And kind of at the frog, but mostly at, you know, what hath I wrought? Like, give Vecna a soul? <laughs> like, where would I even put it? Sorry, that was a disembodied voice, I think. Felix, <laughs> Felix is actively dying. <laughs> and oh. cannot be healed on account of the the necrotic wound that I currently have. Right. So don't, don't listen. If I'm offering commentary, it's literally just, it's from Fran. It's not from Felix. Felix um, can't speak right now. Jarl is going to walk closer to Vecna. So after watching or hearing Pregnite's wish and watching Vecna respond this way. Um, so yeah, Divine Sense won't necessarily tell me his alignment, um, but detect evil and good should <laughs> um, so Jarrell is going to use detect evil and good and now Fran if you could help me out on this there might be more in the book it just says uh, no if Guaranteed aberration celestial elemental fey fiend undead desecrated or consecrated within 30 feet detect evil and good it does it says for the duration you know if there is an aberration, celestial, elemental, fey, fiend, or undead within 30 feet of you, as well as where the creature is located. Similarly, if you know that if there is a place or object within 30 feet of you that is meant to be consecrated or desecrated. The spell can penetrate most barriers. It says nothing. Yeah, so it says nothing about like knowing what alignment they are. It will only tell you like what they are. Like an aberration, so that and divine sense fey, would, would still tell me, it pretty much tell me the same thing as divine sense. Pretty much. So I'm just, yeah, I'm just going to use Divine Sense then. Um, he's still undead, correct? I don't think anything changed him from undead. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, he's still undead. <laughs> okay. Um, Something has changed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Jarrell's looking at Felix. Uh, he can't be healed. Um, I don't know, what, so I can't use hit land hands. I I don't know if cleansing touch would do anything. I don't know if it's a curse. It just seemed like a magical effect from Vecna, which is no telling if Jarrell would know that. But there's a lot. There's, there's a lot of things happening all at the same yeah. time right now. <laughs> 
Yeah. There's um, a lot happening, and we are really kind of playing with the edge of available mechanics right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> because like I'm gonna I'm gonna automatically start failing death saves here. So like unless Vecna figure has it in his heart to save me, I'm pretty sure, unfortunately, that Felix might die here. It's not to say that there's not ways to bring it back or whatever, but you know, that might happen. And I've I've been I've prepared myself for the last few weeks yep. for this eventuality that Felix might be dead. And so if that's the case, like we will address that when we address that. You have but there been- is also an active yeah, I have advantage on death saves, but I'm actively taking damage every six seconds effectively from this necrotic wound. So that's going to be essentially in 24 seconds, Felix is dead. Period. All right. Uh, so, I mean, Jarrell is looking at Felix, who uh, clearly dying. I don't think there's anything he can really do about this with any of his spells. I mean... He has resistance, I mean, uh, advantage on death saves and like all this, all this stuff. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's making a difference. Nope. Constant damage every turn with uh, no way to fix it. Unfortunately, makes that uh, a little moot. And as the DM, I see no particular reason that Vecna's toolkit has changed at all. You know, we're going to keep that wish very narrowly limited in that his alignment changed. <laughs> that's about it. Okay. Uh, Jarrell will turn to Vecna. Uh, what have you done? Will you help him? Okay. What do you need me to do? Can you undo what you did? Um... Unstab me? (laughs) Vecna, looking around, up, down, catches a glimpse of afterthought. His dagger, maybe about 10, 15 feet off to the left, he stumbles, staggers over that way, kind of leaning over, his hands sort of out. You know, he's still kind of looking at Slash through them, having an existential crisis while walking, because, you know, he can multitask like that over towards where his dagger lay. He leans down, picks it up from the ground, and holds it up with his two hands in front of his eyes, and if he had eyes in those hollow eye sockets, he might even be visibly repulsed by what he sees there. You can see him recoil a little. Oh! I don't even want to touch this! It's horrible! It's one of those things we wish we could disinvent. Oh, throws it back to the ground. Would love to undo it. How? Uh, Jarrell kind of still has his sword and shield up, but uh, towards Vecna, but is looking backwards at Felix because, again, I don't know how many seconds he has left. I have no attachment to that thing. Destroy it if you can. I don't know. Maybe that'll do something. Um, let me see. Hold on. How can we get rid of it? How can we get rid of the evil sword? Dagger. Dagger. I don't know. Hit it with the good sword? 
Uh, that's a very Jarrell thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a very I, targeted suggestion. I guess that Jarrell would take the Sword of Justice in order to save Felix's life. Um and would try to walk over to it and just stab down into it. So Holy Avenger against, uh, what's it called? Afterthought. Afterthought. Evil huh. Dagger. It is a plus two dagger, it claims to be, and it's getting hit by a plus three sword. And we're going to roll some <laughs> dice, and it's going to tell me that that's a 19, which, yeah, I like the look of that. Afterthought shatters into myriad pieces. And I, I imagine, like, there's just this huge swell of power um, flying out of the Sword of Justice as it does this, and a good weapon aligned a good aligned weapon annihilates this evil aligned weapon the shockwave can not only be felt for miles but in a, adjacent realities <laughs> there is like a one foot in diameter crater on the ground where the holy power of this thing preceding the sword like the sword of justice doesn't even hit it the holy power around it destroys afterthought before the sword even hits it and blows this crater into the ground rock flying away with pieces of the dagger and Daryl staggers back the evil dagger of Vecna is destroyed and it is no more far away are all of the pieces yay some near, some far, and some wherever they are. I mean, I was you know, pieces, pieces, pieces of me. Horus's perception level, right? So, like, some of them yeah. flew too far to be able to find and collect. Yes. Okay. After after this, Jarrell will run to Felix and try to use land hands for one. It depends. Is the necrotic wound still there and present on Felix? Okay. First, yes, the necrotic wound is still there. Second, Boris, you can collect probably about 80% of the shards of that dagger. It would need some things filled in, but it could be reforged in some way. Oh, um, Boris starts collecting pieces of the dagger then. <laughs> can Paradil run over to uh, Felix and try to administer uh, a plus plus healing potion and uh, maybe some holy water? <laughs> None, none Can't of, be healed. Right. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. God damn it. That is a bit of a caveat there to the whole necrotic wound. Magic necrotic wound. Right. I don't Shoot. think um, <laughs> any simple magics or <laughs> healing are going to really fix this. Again, I've made my peace with this. <laughs> but I'll let everybody keep trying. Have we made our peace with it is really the question. Okay, I, I mean, if I need to have a moment to, to, to go through this, to go through the motions of dying, I will. And I will take that moment because I am Felix after all. I mean, I don't know how many more seconds we have. <laughs> I don't think you have many more. I mean, it depends. I don't know. Do you want to try to interact with the unconscious Felix in any other way? Um, again, Jarrell's just kind of holding him. He'll, he'll I, I'll... 
I mean, I would, I would expend spell slots to try to, if you want me to. I would expend cleansing touch. I would expend, again, one lay on hands to see if it works, and then cleansing touch, and then one lay on hands. Like I would be willing. I think Jarrell would try everything. You do you within his power. So I guess like go th- go through it. What are you trying? What are you doing? One at a time, you know. Did I use Aura of Life? I think that one's currently active. I can't remember. Nope, I couldn't have. That's fifth level. No, that's fourth level. I don't think I have the stuff for Raise the Dead. So that would be the I have an idea, but it's gross. Do <laughs> you know what? Boris walks over from collecting the pieces of dagger. There are no pieces of dagger in her hands. I don't know if nobody saw her doing it. She's not mentioning it. They're just they're in her sword pocket with the other evil sword she's already carrying. Um, same pocket. Weapons. <laughs> I will. I have the copy of your good, right? The evil version of your sword. I still have that in a pocket. So yeah. I'm just collecting the knife yeah. bits. It's my evil sword pocket. Um, but she walks over, twirling her dagger in her hand, and says, I have an idea, but it's kind of gross. And points her dagger at the wound. Uh, would it be doing more harm than good? I mean, is more harm really a thing at this point? Yes. <laughs> So yeah, Jarrell is going to use um, Cleansing Touch and one more uh, Lay on Hands to see if that does anything. Cleansing Touch, um, what that does is, it, as an action, I can end one spell on me or another creature willing by touch. So that's all it says for that, but I will try. Uh, okay. And then I'll use another... Lay on hands after that. I have to roll some dice here. Times like this, I curse having a desk man. <laughs> really good dice rolling noises. Hmm. I can still hear him. I can't remember if we described where Felix was stabbed. Um, I don't think we did. I think I, I, I never really described a location. Hmm. Probably in the abdomen, my guess is. Yeah. The wound, we will say, that is on Felix's left side, if he was stabbed by someone right-handed, uh, closes. Okay. And it goes I... from a blackened, festering thing to suddenly it fades away and closes and becomes just regular skin. Oh, okay. And, and then Felix do, is... do I heal him for one? Unconscious and breathing. Oh, okay. Well, yes. You you lay on hands. His wound is closed. He is unconscious and breathing. Okay. Gerald would just kind of let him lay there for a little bit and watch him. It doesn't seem like he's dying. But I was not ready to do surgery. Felix's breathing is labored, and you can see that like while he's unconscious, right? Like his his form, 
because he is a changeling after all. Starts shifting a lot. Like he goes, he starts changing shapes, changing looks, like just things about his appearance continue to like shift. Like it's almost like a kaleidoscope of characters. People we've encountered before in the past, people you've never seen before in your life, all very, all very small folk. But then his body also starts to change dimensions where it actually grows like medium, like humanoid sized, like human sized. So imagine and we then back like to small. Kip. We see like Kip and we see like yep. all the different people that we've all. He's shifting through all of the different like, like people that he's he's seen before. What Von Ratlin beef? The Captain <laughs> 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 Stinky Von Ratlin beef. Son Does of he become Von us Von at any beef. point? Are we looking at copies of ourselves in this process? Yes, actually, at times, yes. What's what's a weird one that maybe is glanced over? That, that, he's we, fags, uh, that he is Spanks for a second. <laughs> oh, one that's half pregnant and half to do is he got caught in the middle of a shift. Both halves are bottoms. Tuvix. Is Tuvix one of them? Who is Tuvix? That's that's a deep cut for our Star Trek Voyager fans. Oh, not. <laughs> it's, well, no, because he hasn't watched Star Trek Voyager. Anyways. By the so, way, Janeway, that was murder, okay? For the to, for the Tuvix <laughs> fans out there, Janeway murdered Tuvix. Clean cut. So anyway, <laughs> Felix's forms continue to shift until eventually they settle back on the gnome that you knew. Or no, no, I meant no. Um, and he sits up. Felix. Are you all right? Felix looks up at you and says, Felix isn't home anymore. Gerald will use divine sense. <laughs> As he's very close to you. Now, I, I, I do think we've always kind of glossed over the fact that whenever Gerald does divine sense, it would technically tell him that Felix is right there and undead. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. I, I guess I t- Felix has been technically undead, I guess, for for a while. Um, About so yes, sixty years ish. Mom, Dad, I'm undead. <laughs> um, we know you were very obvious about it. But uh, I guess you know, for to answer your question, Jarrell, uh, there are two undead in your presence. Fantastic. And um, Vecna and Felix. Now. Okay. Yeah, I forget. It doesn't tell me that they're gods. It doesn't like it. it, Is it a fiend or a celestial or consecrated or desecrated? Undead. Just undead. Felix will then look over to Vecna and say, Boy, you've really lost your touch, old man. Can't even say the word kill now? What, because some frog wished you to be good? I couldn't have planned this better if I had done so from the beginning. Yeah, but you see, you didn't. 
No, but you know what they say about the best laid plans is that sometimes a group of idiots come together and do something that no good plan could ever do. And that's improvise my success. And it, as Felix now stands to his feet, he starts to grow to the size of a human. And then he continues to grow. And then he continues to grow. Ew. <laughs> until he's roughly this, he's roughly about. He's a grower, not a shower. 15 feet Ew. tall. The robes that, you know, he was wearing that are all bloodied and tattered kind of grow with him and they remain, you know, as bloodied and tattered as they were before. Um, and then his skin begins to wither. This seems good. <laughs> several seems stones, several stones appear and start floating around his head. His face rots away to nothing more than some some wrinkled flesh wrapped around a skull. I take that back. This seems bad. <laughs> His rod of the Pact Keeper begins to change shape from a, from just a small like almost like almost like a wand. To, to be honest with you, just a little thicker. Now it turns into almost a scepter. This dark green jewel green jewel green jewel sits at the top of it and it is crowned by these like metal and golden pincers you can see almost like these like almost like in, like insect like or you know scorpion like legs attached to you know that are like sort of like crowning this uh this jewel and um he says again me and Felix, you say, you see, we had a deal. Your friend met his untimely demise. Oh, poor, poor Felix, rest in peace. Long may he, whatever. He was always on borrowed time. Time that I gracefully bestowed upon him to perform one singular purpose, to lead me here today. I, I am Larlock, the Shadow King. Like the flower? No, not like the flower. Lilac? And You've done all the hard work for me, friends. It's been it's been a pleasure to be along for the ride, watching all of the things that have happened, and here we are now. Vecna stands before me, a shell of his former self. You, he looks at Vecna, you will be a fine addition to my collection. And Boris, you notice like these like these like you know stones that are floating around his head. They look similar because your perception is super high. These stones are very similar to the one that's floating around Quinn's head right now. But inside of each of these stones, it almost looks like there's like something or like there's something like moving around inside of it. And I would like everyone to roll initiative, motherfuckers. That's right. That's right. I'm about to say that I shoot one of them. That's right. Oh, shit. It's a DM no. slot. 
It's a DM swap <laughs> combat. Oh, you didn't see that coming. Swapped. You just hot swapped DMs. You didn't see that coming. <laughs> no, it's not that coming. Flip, flip, flip it, Elphia. Two seconds earlier, I should have said I shot one. I gotta say, I did Wait, not is, see that is coming. Is zero here then? No. 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 Good Vecna is here. We need. We need to take. Oh, you're gonna be good Vecna. Got it. Okay, I'm following. We have. What do you mean cage. going to be? Have been. Think. Oh, right, right. You have been this entire session. That is true. I need to pull up some notepads. I am. Oh, God. Oh, boy. I got to scale this character sheet here, huh? I also still haven't noted that I can't heal. You right, because I I had been stabbed with one of those things. Did you too, not pass that? Did you I not passed, pass that save? I did pass the save, so I'm not then taking damage fine. anymore. So no, can you can I heal. heal. Yes, you can. I can't be healed heal. now. Okay. Yeah. I just didn't erase the one line. Yeah. This is fucked up. <laughs> I feel I feel bamboozled. But also, I feel thoroughly. Or trusted that Felix. I never trusted him. Oh, Felix was fine. Upper. For it six and a half years. It wasn't fairly monkey clawed. Well, Felix monkey did pod. make the deal. Monkey pod. Monkey. Yeah. I feel thoroughly monkey pod. Monkey pod. Um, and I'm just going to say this for you and for our audience. Um, when the most evil thing in existence suddenly becomes good, you have a vacuum. Right. You might call it a vacuum. Yes. In this case, it was a, a vacuum. vacuum. Um, that sounds gross. Something, like something that. that really sucks must always take that place. That space does not state remain unoccupied for long in this. Or a Larl occupied. <laughs> <laughs> then there would never be sequels. Ooh, Mickey, energy. Um, am I rolling for to do? Are we splitting? We're going to do the let's pregnant. do that thing again. Let's do. Yeah, because pregnant is also suffering some drawbacks, which we will address very shortly. OK. Does, does, is pregnant going to get his own spot or are to do in? We're pregnant? doing the same thing you guys did Sh last time. Sharing it. OK, sharing it. Because you're going to probably have you have to help your buddy out, because I think, among other yeah. things, his strength was just reduced to three. Yep. Yes. And also, any spell I cast, I'm going to take 1d10 necrotic damage for every level of that spell. Oh. <laughs> Better make it worth it, Pregnar. Yep. Better make it worth it. Well, Dudu has some big guns, too, that he hasn't gotten to use yet. Um, I can't believe I'm saying this, and I'm going to keep the, the initiative rolls in for the audience because I can't believe I'm saying this in a Dungeons & Dragons campaign, but Vecna, what is your initiative? <laughs> 16. Also, what's this dude's name? Larlock? Or Larlock. 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 L-A-R-L-O-C-H. Larlock. C-H. Larlock. Larlock. Lila. Lila. Um, for for all of you, Lulu. For all of you here, dis dis be a bit what he looks like. Oh no. The prettiest flower. 
Oh, I like oh. the little. I like the little lights around his head. Yeah, right. Well, that's he what, yeah, it's just floating around him. Ooh, and a very interesting cod piece. I gotta say. <laughs> it's very eye-catching. Yeah, very intricately designed cod piece. Always well, respectable. It almost looks like an eye itself. Anyhow, Quinn, what's your initiative? My uh, seventeen. Boris. Uh, Twenty. Paradell. Um, hang on a second. I had uh, 17, 17 for Pregnart and 14 for Paradell. 14 for Paradell. Jarrell? Uh, 10 for Jarrell and 19 for Dudu puts us at 18. 18. Just what the difference. It's such a weird way to do it, but I kind of like it because we made it up ourselves. Take that, <laughs> Wings of the Coast. <laughs> <laughs> and our buddy Larlock. Let's see what we got. Ah, so after tailing all this up, it's uh, my pleasure to say that our buddy Larlock gets to go first. Fantastic. Ooh. So let's let's just let's just jump right into it, friends. What do you say? Yep. I'm like the president. Uh, as as I said, uh, it seems as though Felix isn't home anymore. Uh, and something else terrible has taken his place. His patron, who he made the deal with, uh, back in you know back in Legardex. Although to be fair, it was always borrowed time. Um, but it is Larlock, the Shadow King, and you are now facing off against him in uh, Vecna's twisted arena here. Uh, so first, um, I would like to say. You know, obviously we're all a bit spent here, so it's gonna be tough. But uh, I will. But I, you know, just do what you gotta do. Uh, Larlock has his own plan, is all I'm going to say. And so he's going to start off. Um, and let me just make sure that I have this right here, because I did look at this character sheet before, but I just want to make sure that I'm not missing something important here when I do what I'm about to do. Don't forget any legendary resistances. <laughs> Oh, no, I will not forget those. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. Hey, Vecna, you're still undead, correct? Vecna remains undead. Hey, Fan Vecna. Fantastic. Someone's calling my name. Larlock will take his action to use his uh, wonderful ability here. Devastate undead. He raises a small mace above his head and a wave of necrotic energy sweeps the area in front of Felix, where Felix once stood and where he stands now, straight towards Vecna. Uh, you must make Vecna a DC 26 constitution saving throw. Okay. I guess Vecna gets plus three from Jarrell and advantage. Is it a spell? That's yeah, it's not a spell. <laughs> it is uh, an action. Okay. If it's a spell, he gets advantage. If not, he just gets plus three, I think. Okay, so... It's that. So, DC 26, you said, with advantage. Constant, you are, you are making... Well, I mean... It's a magical effect, but it is not a spell. Right. Okay. 
Hell, I'll give you advantage just because uh, I kept okay. I kept reading this, and it does say that an uh, undead that fails this save dies instantly, which feels kind of cheap. So we'll just turn well, that into between a bunch of that and Vecna does have a necrotic damage resistance. Right. So it would only be half dead. Instant death. It's only mostly dead. He does not pass. So. What this does say now, and, I, and, I, and I'm going to preface this by saying that I'm sure when this ability was written, it was meant for, you know, like uh, your typical undead and not, you know, gods. Um, but it does say that uh, any undead that does not succeed dies instantly. However, Vecna, being the god he is, will be half dead. Please lose half of your HP rounded up. All right. That's fair. hope he doesn't do that again. <laughs> oh, shit. It's rounded up every time, so it won't be able to, you know what I mean? Um, that's my way of balancing this a little bit so that, you know, Vector gets to do something in this fight besides just die instantly. After oh, so this is this is like carbon. What is it? What's the science term where it's like half, half, the half, the half, the half? half yes, life. exactly. Half life. Yeah, half life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're going to say, let's see about. We'll start with 150. We're down to 75. Wonderful. I'm just having to write a character sheet on the fly for this guy. <laughs> I can't use a CR 26 <laughs> as a PC. That won't work. Now, on the other side of this, I'm keeping the whole toolkit. <laughs> yes, OK. Um, at that point, uh, Larlock will then fly 30 feet into the air. Fantastic. And he'll just kind of, he'll just kind of stand there and just start laughing. Be like, if you know what's good for you, friends, you'll just let me have this one out with old buddy Vecna here. And then what happens to us? I don't know. You figure it out. I'm done coming up with plans for your sorry asses. But Vecna is good now. Which just makes it all the more easier for me to finally remove his stain on all of existence. Isn't that what we all wanted to begin with? Isn't this what no. you wanted? No, I was very clear on what I wanted. <laughs> uh, Boris, it is now your turn. Oh, I have a bad idea. Sounds like and a I'm good Boris, idea. So I'm going to do it. So uh, Boris grabs the edges of her cape and flies straight up after Larlock, um, but continues slightly past 30 feet because she can. Um, is it are you just doing like the grabbing the edges and flying? You're not doing the bat thing, right? That's correct. I am not being okay. a bat. I'm grabbing the edges and flying. And okay. when I get up to the top of my flight distance, I am going to try to grab one of the pretty uh, floating rocks around Larlock's head. Oh, I see. Or um, multiple, if I can reach multiple, but like I'm starting with one. I'm going to try to steal like, a rock. They're like, they're like spinning around his head. So you'd kind of have to try to just grab one, I guess, yeah. and see what happens. Yeah. I don't I'm know if I have ever tried to resolve a character trying to steal an Ayun stone off of somebody. 
as they are, you know, attuned and bound to that person and like do stuff. I'm just seeing like her hold up a bag of holding as they're flying in a circle and just going into the bag. Oh, I should have just opened a pocket. I think that this is a fun idea. And so I will let you roll some dice for this. Yeah. So why don't we say make me a sleight of hand check. I will also roll something over here in secret. Okay, I can guarantee. Well, I can't guarantee that's going to be a fail, but I'm pretty sure that's going to be a fail. It would be a 22, but I can use stroke of luck. Right? Because that's an ability check. How badly do you want to succeed here? And and, and what do you think success looks like here? Success looks like stealing one of these rocks. Mm -hmm. One of these rocks that are magically floated and attached to him around his head? Yeah. Okay. That don't seem to be anchored by anything besides magic. So yeah, I grab one. I rolled a 22. Uh, Does that fail? As you go to try to snatch one, right? I mean, your 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 arc is perfect, right? Like you meant, like you like you have the your your whole approach and everything. Like you figured it out, right? I mean, you're able to actually get your hands on one. But as you're trying to wrap your hand around one, you see one of the um, one of the stones just suddenly flashes this like red light in your eyes, and you know, Larlax, you know, snaps to attention. Like he knew this was coming, and. Like you can almost feel as you grab onto it, the inertia of these things spinning around his head actually takes you for a bit of a spin. And then he kind of just gives you a little kick and kicks you off of him and you start plummeting to the ground. Uh, You check your hand. You check his, you check your hand. There is no rock in your hand. It remains firmly anchored and spinning above his head. Okay. Um, well, I'm pretty sure that counts as my action. Um, Got any move or... left? I don't have any. Well, about 30 feet. He I mean, was he's 30 like... feet, but like if he flew 30 feet into the air, I can move 40 with my cape. But like I would have needed that extra have... 10 feet to have gotten up to like be close enough. He is 15 to feet tall. The... Yeah, That's right. True. So like I feel like 40 feet, I was close enough to launch for one of the rocks. But yeah, so no, I'm out of moves. So you're like, so I you're do still kind of like. Yeah, you're, and you're still kind of like next to him, ish, right? I mean, he's just kind of like kicked you away from him, like nothing like too far. And you, you know, so. if I'm not holding my cape, then I'm falling though. So I do grab you my are falling. cape and at least try and to like I out. guess like stabilize and level myself out. I don't go back to the ground, but I'm not so close that he could like grab me if he kicked me away. Then so yeah, I just I stabilize in the air. Sounds <laughs> wonderful. So you're still pretty close to because again, this is all happening very quickly. You're not like too far out of range. Yeah. Um, so is that anything else on your on your turn there? I think I'm pretty sure that counts as like everything I can possibly do. OK, wonderful. At the <laughs> end of your turn, um, Larlock will use a legendary action and uh, attempt to use a frightening gaze on you because you are not in 30 feet of Jarrell. So you can be frightened, at least for this brief moment. Wait, isn't he 30 feet in the air? 30 feet in the air and he's 15 feet tall. She had to like get above. And she, so right? she's falling down. She's but 40 that, feet in the air. She moved right? her full 40 feet. So oh. the amount of the amount of time that she has to fall is like almost none right now. She's in the process of almost falling and she's cre- she grabbed her cape, but she's still like 40 feet in the air. Okay. Okay. So sorry. What am I rolling for a save for that? 
Uh, you are going to make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, sweet. Okay. I'm proficient with those. 23? You needed a 26. Damn so, it. Uh, <laughs> now, I wonder what happens as you get towards the ground if suddenly the frightened condition just, like, stops affecting you because you're going to enter Jarell's aura again. But for the brief, this brief moment in time... <laughs> you're terrified. You are frightened <laughs> of Larlock for the next minute until something removes that from you. How? Oh, yeah, okay, my turn's already over, so never mind. Good. Okay. Actually, I'm glad I'm out of actions right now. Dave, I did it. I managed to frighten somebody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, that's so now we're moving on to the combined to do Pregnart turn. To <clears throat> do would pick up Pregnart, um, who seems like he's like very weak on the ground, fly in the opposite direction and cast um, Meteor Swarm on the area just just the 40 whatever just the area that um what's his name um larlock larlock is in yeah okay so, um so not including boris, boris in the, the air okay it's gonna be tough she's close um and it's not like the meteor swarm is not gonna somehow impact the ground after so but i feel like okay he's 30 feet in the air directly above you and if you think about like where felix was he was kind of in the middle of all of you so re read me the spell please Blazing orbs of fire plummet to the ground at four different points you can see within range. Each creature in a 40-foot radius sphere centered on each point you choose must make a dexterity saving throw. The sphere spreads around corners. So because he's in the air, I can't go through, like just through him specifically? I mean, I guess you could target the point on the ground that is directly below him, which is what all of you are occupying, and wanna, hope that they hope that yeah. they hit him on the way down. Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't want to do. That. I, I thought that I could just target him specifically. It does say. Yeah, it the, does the, say the, to the ground. Can it be the what ground is, on the other side of him, away from us, like forty feet past, but at like such an angle that it goes through him? It kind of depends on where the meteors just suddenly appear from, right? That's that's really the question here. It doesn't necessarily uh, okay. indicate the origin. It says, you know, it, it says each creature in a 40-foot radius centered on each point you choose. It's implied, so but it's not centered. specifically stated it's that it has to down. be on the ground. It's coming straight down. Yeah. So like, if you put it all below him, they could potentially all impact him. You know, but they but would get us too. Here's yeah. here's the other part. A creature in the area of more than one fiery burst is affected only once, which means you're only getting a quarter of the effectiveness of the spell on it. Okay. Um, so that instead, Dudu would fly over to Jarrell and cast fly on Jarrell. <laughs> That's an idea. Sure. So, so Jarrell can now fly. And now, Pregnart, I would like to just quickly resolve the remainder of the ill effects of casting Wish and having it resolve. Yes. So, um, you, I know your strength is reduced to three. Can you remind us again what the rest of that stuff is? I believe that there's some other things you have to, you have to like roll to see like how long that reduction lasts for, yeah. I believe. So my strength, my strength is now three. Um, I have to roll two D4 
and that is the number of days that my strength will re be reduced to three. Gotcha. And um, then the other the, the other ill effect is that you take necrotic damage when you cast a spell, and it's essentially a number of d6 equal to the spell's level. Correct? Or is it d10s? Yes. Um, so yeah, that was that was going to be my question. Um, since Dedu and Pregnart are acting as a combo, are we just treating John's spells as John's yeah, those spells? Those are his. Yeah, you're not okay, casting okay. those. It's just that only one of you gets to essentially cast one because we have two. We have many level twenty spellcasters here, and well, we, as we've already seen shit got weird. So this was our way to sort of balance that and also make it a little easier for you guys to play two characters. So you could just decide on who wants to take the action because it's a little bit easier to manage that way. Yeah. Okay. But it so. felt fair because of the party size to make sure that we were well equipped with a few extra hands on deck to deal with, you know. The capital T threats. Right. Yeah. So my strength is three. I just rolled. That's going to be four or five days. It says for each of those days that you spend resting and doing nothing more than light activity, your remaining recovery time decreases by two days. Okay. So um, obviously not a very restful time right now. Um, Right, but any but other any other negative this isn't increasing the no. re recovery time, um, and yeah, I take one d10 necrotic damage per level of a spell that I might cast, and do you want me to roll for the chance of uh, yes? Um, so wish? I'm going to say this: roll a d100, right? So that's a d10, and then the hundred-sided one, right? And then if it is essentially. 1 through 33, you will never be able to wish for anything ever again, ever in Pregnant's life. And if it's not that number, then... 75. Nice. Okay. So the next time you have a ninth level spell slot available to you, you could technically... I can do this again. Cast Wish again. Mm -hmm. But set, yeah, I don't believe you have any other ninth level spell slots. I think you have just no, the friend, one. No, friend, I only have one ninth level spell slot. That's what I thought. <laughs> That's wonderful. And, 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 and very convenient. Yeah. We'll burn that bridge mm -hmm. when we get to it. <laughs> and yeah, I think that's that's all the consequences that I may endure. Thank you. Uh, I think that wraps it up for the two of you. Uh, it depends. How far away was Dedu from Jarrell? You would have been able to move within thirty feet of him. You guys, you guys were kind of like you were float, flying around like the pillars and trying to stay within range of him. Yeah. In fact, Dave, if you still have that drawing of the battlefields that you had taken yeah. prior, can you just like snap a photo of that or yeah. whatever and just yes. like uh, message it to me so that I could just you yeah. know, get a lay of the land? Because encumbered um, uh, Dedu can fly or, or he can fly fifty feet. So yeah. If, so if, if you are you are well within range of Jarell's aura. If that's I'd, what you're trying to be. I'd like to um, touch Jarrell and then get 20 feet behind a pillar again, like we did, like, like we did before. Just for cover. Yeah, there was a pillar right there, actually. So you might be able to, like, because like they're all, they're all kind of standing yeah. near one, because that's where yeah. Felix was. So you should be able to just move to the other side of that if you want. But again, yeah. like you know, uh, Larlock is looking down at all of you. Yeah. So I don't think you're gonna be hidden for very long. Right. And I'm not, really seem I'm not like... hiding. I'm just taking cover. Okay. We good? Yep. Okay. Um, so that's 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 you guys, uh, Quinn. How uh, are you reacting to this sudden change of Felix? 
Yeah, um, certainly sad that my friend is not actually my friend. However, uh, well, he what? was he was your friend. It's just mm-hmm. you know he's not okay. like his he's not your friend anymore. <laughs> okay. He was your friend. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, I am. I think I'm just gonna react this round. Um, so it's gonna be super quick. I'm gonna cast blink on myself. Um, which allows me basically to teleport. Um, so at the end of every round, I roll a d20 uh, on a roll 11 or higher, I vanish. So basically I have a 50-50 shot of vanishing or not vanishing. Um, if I vanish, I end up on the ethereal plane um, for the duration of the turn. Um, so on my then at the beginning of my next turn, I can return to an unoccupied space within 10 feet of where I started. Sounds good. <laughs> So I'm going to cast Blink. I'm going to roll my dice because I'm only going to do that as my only action. If I fail, I'm going to run. <laughs> uh, shit. I rolled a 10. So um, I'm going to... Not run this turn. Why not? Well, I'm just... I well, I'm not going to vanish this turn, you, but I'm certainly going to run. run in, you can't um, run away to the ethereal plane. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna run. Am I close to Jarrell? I, I don't remember where I ended up. Yeah. Kind of in the I believe so. If I look at this handy dandy sheet here, yes. I think I usually stay pretty close to Jarrell. You're right. I'm just gonna, yeah, you're right there. I'm just gonna scooch a little bit closer. <laughs> okay. um, and that's my turn. I'm gonna just hold off on, on spending anything else. That sounds good. I'm gonna save my legendary action for someone else. And that someone else might be Vecna. It's your turn. Of course it is. All right. So going to cast Globe of Invulnerability. An immobile, faintly shimmering barrier springs into existence in a 10-foot radius around you and remains for duration, concentration up to one minute. Any spell of fifth level or lower cast from outside the barrier can't affect creatures or objects within it. Blah, blah, blah. That sounds really nice, and it would be really nice if you could cast that. If I weren't about to cast, let's see. <laughs> Why don't we say Counterspell? All right. Um, what level is that spell? This is a sixth level abjuration. Wonderful. I will cast it at sixth level. Encounter yeah. your right. spell. And then Larlock will say, how does it feel to see your magic be counted for once? Hey, guys. He looks around at everybody on the ground. And then over at uh, Jarrell. You know what would be really great right now? My dagger! (laughs) (laughs) You you told them to destroy it. (laughs) Uh, Like I said, a bunch of idiots. Anything else, Vecna? Well, let's see, since uh, you were pretty near me at the time, I think I can just go straight up if I fly upwards toward you. You can fly too, yeah. All right, but well, what we're going to do is... Yeah, 20 feet, or 30 feet, ain't that much to fall. As a bonus action, we're going to do vile teleport. Vecna teleports along with any equipment he's wearing or carrying up to 30 feet to an unoccupied space he can see. So he's going 30 feet directly towards you. 
and he will teleport to that space, which is 30 feet above the ground. He can cause each creature of his choice within 15 feet of his destination, so that would be you. Uh, 3d6 psychic damage. Uh huh. 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, plus 6. So that's 15 psychic damage. He will take all of it. Good. I regain 80 HP. I'm back to full before I start. To fall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> huh. Interesting. This is going to be a real fun. <laughs> Uh, anything else, Vecna? No, because I can't use my move from here. Because I can't actually fly, I could only cast it on myself. And I don't have an action to do that. Wonderful. So, no, I have no other thing to do. And you uh, teleported uh, how close to uh, Larlock now? Well, I am... Uh, let's see, you're 30 feet above the ground, so I am at your feet, essentially. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, I, I really love to hear that. So let me just quickly look something up. Make sure I get this right. See, if I were smart, I would have only gone 20 feet up, but... Well, oh, this is great. Uh... Hey, Vecna. Yeah. Uh, at the end of your turn, I will use my legendary action to cast a spell. All right. And I will attempt to cast Feeble Mind. You have advantage in plus three <laughs> because it's a spell. You're not skipping my turn, are you? No, this is the end of Vecna's turn. Okay. Then I'm doing this as a legendary action. Um,. I guess, yeah, you are within 30 feet because you're at my feet, so you would have advantage in this save because it is a spell. But I am casting Feeble Mind on you, uh, so you will need to make me a... Where's the save? Where's the save? Probably Wisdom, right? Intelligence save. Oh, okay. And you will also take 4d6 psychic damage. Just, you just will. Okay. You have advantage in plus three. Is it possible to take a reaction to that legendary action? I am casting a spell, and you All have right. not used your reaction yet, I guess. Good. Dread counter spell. <laughs> what level is that spell? Eighth level. Okay, so let's see. If the spell is fifth level or higher, I have to make an intelligence check. DC 10 plus the spell's level. So 18. DC 18. All right, that's fine. I got plus six intelligence. Um, oh, yeah, we uh, we pass on that. So it's 18 on the die plus six. Nice. A success. The spell fails and has no effect. Whatever the spell's level, the caster takes 3d6 psychic damage if the spell fails. Okay. This battle between gods is pretty cool. Like, I'm, <laughs> sc I'm scaling down all of, like, the proficiency, the stats, and my HP, but I'm keeping... I'm, Keeping the toolkit. We're fighting. It's also nice to see both DMs fighting each other at the same time. This is this is what they were waiting for. So, yeah, that's yep. twelve. Twelve psychic damage. He will take that as well. 
if once I saw once I heard you were DC 34, I'm like, all right, we're going to rumble. <laughs> Uh, and Larlock, you know, the spell like sort of explodes in his hand and he says, curse you. Yeah, but you didn't plan for that. As I'm falling. <laughs> he, and he's just going to look at you and be like, bet you didn't plan for that either. And we move on to Paradel. You know, Larlock. The beautiful part about being a pack of idiots is you tend to obtain idiotic things. Oh, are you? Oh, no. And I got. Wait, 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 wait. Explain what you're doing before before we get the roll. Well, I have my heavy crossbow drawn. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. And I have my masterwork um, crossbow bolt equipped with a certain magical item. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think I remember this was uh, this was a, a plan that was offered to you at some point by by your former friend Felix. Yeah, great plan, Felix. Wherever you are. <laughs> <laughs> Felix. I hope it feels good to be hoisted by your own petard. <laughs> and uh, I rolled a 17, and I think that equates to a 20, 28 to hit. Sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yep. And, um, well, let's. let's Jack roll for gets his too. revenge for. <laughs> let's, let's roll for damage, too. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Let's oh, get the damage so first. Five damage. I mean, not <laughs> the physical damage. Then the not, spiritual not damage. Not great for the damage, but um, yeah, just to make it clear, that was the bolt equipped with... Uh, hmm, let me look at my notes. What's that called again? Oh, yeah. The Clip of Annoyance. And... Uh, hmm. The bolt... That, lo that looks like a hit. The bolt harmlessly strikes... Larlock, as he is immune to non-magical piercing, bludgeoning, and slashing damage. Didn't he say However, that was the masterwork bolt, though? It is the masterwork bolt. It the is a masterwork. Itself, the bolt itself is the the weapon. It was fired from is not. So I guess that is a subjective right. question. But 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 <laughs> while it may not have done any measurable damage to pierce, you know whatever magical protections Larlock <laughs> has in place. The clip does make contact with Larlock. Interesting. And does he appear annoyed? The clip disappears once it does make contact with Larlock. Just goes poof. Mm, beautiful. Love to see it. Mm. Larlock looks down at you and says, "What is? What is? What's, what's this?" <laughs> You've made it this far and still don't have a magical crossbow, little gnome? Pathetic. And then suddenly, a poof. And a much larger clip appears over the shoulder of Larlock, appropriately scaled to match his large size. The clip appears a little bit larger than it did when it appeared over your shoulder. And it says, 
It looks like you're trying to steal and imprison Vecna so that you could go plot out your evil schemes for the rest of all eternity. <laughs> Would you like some help with that? <laughs> and that's what we're going to call this episode of the Hapless Heroes Podcast. <laughs> Sorry, Jarrell, we will get to your turn. Oh, I, I, I have faith. <laughs> but I felt like that was a really good place to sort of just cap this one off as, you know, we've we've done our time here. And, well, no one was expecting the mid-episode, mid-combat DM swap. <laughs> hot swap. Uh, Hashtag hot swap. Before I outro and do the thing we normally do, I just want to say um, I DM'd Dave <laughs> You know, when after we had recorded the the last episode, and I was like, "Hey, man, like, I have an idea, and you can take it or leave it." Um, but you know, remember that deal that you know uh, we made with the whole yeah. Felix and his patron, and if he dies, and well, Felix is actively dying with really no hope to live. Well, what if that deal? you know, was completed in the fact that this wish, you know, made Vecna good. Well, what would be evil? I'm so happy that we found out what the fuck is up with Felix in this way. This is so, <laughs> this feels yeah. very, this feels so satisfying to me. <laughs> yep. I have to say is Felix isn't home anymore. RIP Felix. I loved you. He but was his, great. But his plans live on. But were they his plans? I guess we'll find out next time. Until then, if you like us, you can find us on the internet. We are on such places as Twitter, Instagram, and all those other things. We're not super, super active on those things as social media is just kind of a dumpster fire these days. So really, we encourage you to look at our social media for a pinned post or other information in the description or something, or even in the show notes, and grab that invite link to our Discord server where the where we do the majority of our interacting and and, and, and socializing with our fans and talking about this episode and other episodes. We have like spoiler tag discussions. We have all different kinds of things going on in there. And we'd encourage you to be part of our large and growing community there. Um, it's a really cool place to hang out and you can find that link, like I said, anywhere on our, on our existing socials. Just look for us at Hapless Heroes. Um, and that'll have a link to join our Discord server, which is a great place to come meet, interact, and chat with all of us. But now, listen, if you really, really like us, we'd love it if you left us a review on the podcast service of your choice. Our reviews even a thing in the past now. I don't know. I don't even know what podcast service offers reviews anymore. But if they do, you know, we'd love to see your words. And hey, if your podcast service doesn't let you leave a review, well, we have a five-star channel in that aforementioned Discord server where you can say some nice things about us and we'll acknowledge you right here on the air. like Just like I'm about to do right now for our user Sparky in our Discord who said, well, it only took me about three years to finally get caught up to the newer episodes, and I only have four left before I finish. I just want to say thank you for giving me such joy while I'm at work. It really makes my day just fly by listening to your group play D&D, and it truly makes me want to give it a go. Five stars for the hapless heroes. Well, Sparky, listen up here. Uh, You are also a five-star human. Thank you for your kind words. We hope this was this was worth the the the, the you know the, all the time spent listening. We've had other people who've just like joined, it's been saying that they've been binging our show. So like, you know, thank you for sharing this with us. Thanks for enjoying the show and you know, we think you're great too. Now, 
If you really, really, really like us, I would encourage you to donate to our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Heroes. All the money you donate goes right back into the show, and we have a whole bunch of different great rewards uh, uh, available to you, starting right there at the $5 tier, which gives you access to the majority of our content. We have episodes that are non-D&D related. We have, we call them our between two episodes, where we just kind of pick a topic and riff on it. You know, we have our some behind-the-scenes audio, like bloopers and things like that. We have old episodes that never made it to air, like back from the early days. We have a whole bunch of stuff. We would encourage you to come check it out. And yeah, just, you know, uh, if it's worth your hard-earned money, like, you know, please donate. It's just the price of a cup of coffee every month for so much bonus content. And if you like us right now, you like us. Sally Field and the whole deal. Do a little dance, make a little love, and get get down? No, come on down. That's right. Become a contestant on The Price is Right. Show up, bribe a higher up, a producer, whatever, whatever you have to do, and come on down, whatever your name is, to the lecterns of The Price is Right. And when they show you that hibachi grill, when they show you that, uh, I don't know, Stairmaster, or thigh minor. Uh, <laughs> wager your bet or whatever you do, make your bid and uh, guess that it costs Hapless Heroes podcast and one dollar. That's that is amazing guerrilla marketing right there. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. That's CBS, baby. That's network broadcast television. Also, tell me more about Big this time. thigh minor. It sounds more painful, <laughs> but like less work. You know, you're going to have to f- just get on Price is Right to find out. <laughs> well, I guess that settles it. So uh, there's nothing left for me to do now. Yeah, that's me, 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 Francesco, me to outro, but, but outro this cast for you starting on, let's just say my virtual left with Dave playing Vecna. Good night, everybody. Mike is Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. Always at my service. Nicole is Boris the Butcher. Oh, nice. God. Wow. <laughs> wow. Zach as Paradil and Pregnart. Sweet, sweet revenge. Truly a, a dish served best cold. Just serve best cold. Yes. Shut up, friend. And St- quit sh- nitpicking my syntax, or you'll get another clip. <laughs> <laughs> and John as Lord Jarrell the Light and Doctor Dudu. Until next time. And I am Francesco. That's right. I really have been your host and DM this whole time. This has all oh, been part of my oh, master oh, plan, oh, and we'll see you next week. Bye now. Bye. Bye. Bye.